Hello and welcome. This is the Can't Stop, Won't Stop Traveling podcast with your host, Hayden McBroom. Today, we'll be exploring how I got into the world of travel and where I have traveled more recently. My first travel experience was on a cruise ship when I was very young. My parents loved to travel, and I got the opportunity to go with them. Even though I was very young, I was immediately hooked on the concept of travel. I am now a junior in high school and have to plan out my life when I'm on my own, and naturally, I want to see what the world has in store for me as a young adult who wants to travel the world and explore what it has in store for me. I have so many amazing places around the world that I've been to, and I've learned so much about different countries and their cultures. I cannot wait to share those adventures and stories with you guys. They will be explored in the episodes to come. One thing I am very passionate about is cooking. As a person who likes to cook, so many opportunities open up as a traveler going to new places. Over December of 2021 and the first couple of months of this year, I got to spend time in Mexico, specifically Mexico City and the Baja California region. I had the opportunity to learn how to cook and taste some traditional dishes from around the country, such as different kinds of mole, dried bugs, and yes, they do eat those and they taste pretty good, and such amazing street tacos. I have always been interested in the different kinds of cuisines countries hold, which will help me to venture to more places as I grow older, and maybe it might help you too. But hey, let's talk more about my time in Mexico City. The people there are so nice. They do have a reputation, some people give them it, to be a little rude at times. But what I have seen and learned is that If you treat them with respect, they'll treat you with respect. And most of the time when I was there, I never met a single person who got mad at me for being an American or a tourist. And that was very comforting for me to know that I didn't feel unwelcome there. When I was in Mexico City, I got very lucky that I got to see a soccer match or a football match for some of you. The match was in the offseason, but that was no reason for the team Cruz Azul to play their hearts out. The stadium was booming and people were alive. The teams, both teams were amazing. The game was stunning. Now, another activity that I got to see while I was in Mexico City was something called Lucha Libre. Now, if you're from the U.S., you've probably heard of something called the WWE. Now, now to Mexico City, they have their own kind of wrestling called Lucha Libre. It's basically the exact same thing just in Mexico. The people there are so amazing. It's such a huge culture around this. and Almost everyone down by the arena was selling merch and loving every part of it. And it was so amazing to get to see people who were having such amazing time all about one thing. One of the best activities I got to do while I was in Mexico City wasn't actually even in Mexico City. Is in an ancient town called Teotihuacan, or more like an ancient city. This ancient city holds the fifth largest pyramid in the entire world. Now, one of the best things you can do to get to see it is take a hot air balloon from above. In the morning, it was beautiful. The sun was rising, and you were flying right over the top of the pyramid, getting to see people go into the ruins. It was absolutely beautiful. And at the end of the tour, 
um, after I got off the hot air balloon, you got to go walk around the city and it was amazing. It feels like you stepped in back in time into history and it was crazy because you get to see these almost untouched ruins from hundreds of years ago. It's just incredible. Now let's talk about the Baja California. It was beautiful. The beaches were amazing. The water is a little cold, but it makes up with the dry heat. There's no humidity. Overall, it's just amazing. Now one of the, my favorite things I got to do while I was there was go on a sunset cruise around to see the Cabo San Lucas Arch. And I was stunned by how big it was now nature could do something that incredible. Another activity I was able to do was to go drive out in the desert on some sand buggies. And that was insane. The experience was ecstatic with all the twists, turns, and straights. You felt like you were in a chase scene from a movie. And I just can't believe I got to do that. Now, overall, my favorite thing that I got to do while I was in Mexico was get to do a deep sea fishing tour. At first, as soon as we left the harbor and we're just barely out to sea, a huge mahi-mahi gets on my line. As I reel it in, I reel it in, I get right up to the boat, and it's right there. We're trying to catch it, and the rod snaps. And it was so devastating because we didn't find another fish for another two hours. Now, the tour was only supposed to last three hours, so it was pretty crazy. But at that point, when we got another fish on the line, we didn't actually get one, but we got two. And they were two huge six-foot marlins. Now, we ended up having to let one of them go, but we were still left with a huge six-foot marlin that we got to have made for us at the end of the night, prepared in all kinds of different ways. And it was so amazing. So now here on the show, we have uh, Josh McBroom, otherwise known as my dad. So, Josh, what do you do for your work? Hey, Hayden. Uh, thanks for having me on. So I'm a mortgage lender. Uh, I do home loans. Nice. Yeah. So what does all that entail? Uh, basically just uh, helping people find the right uh, home loan for them so they can buy the home of their dreams. Uh, we have everyone from first-time home buyers to people who have bought, you know, 20, 30 homes or whatever that looks like, and um, we're able to with that work remotely if we want to and so you know we live in missouri but we can help people uh, buy homes basically anywhere and we can do that really from anywhere so it's kind of cool to have that flexibility nice so what is your traveling background um so i grew up we did the uh the normal family vacations in the station wagon so to speak or minivan um in the 80s and 90s uh we did your occasional a uh, flight to Disney World kind of trip, but we mostly went uh, around uh, national parks camping and had a little pop-up camper. And then as I got older, um, started to travel more. Uh, of course, your you know everyone's kind of dream, I guess, is to travel internationally with the family and do that kind of thing. So um, have done some short kind of Caribbean trips and Colorado mountain kind of trips and um, just have been uh, as as we've gotten older, kind of expanded out to do different kind of fun adventures. And then now 
we're doing more of the remote work kind of international kind of trips, which has been pretty cool. So it's been kind of neat learning how to do that and what works and what doesn't work. Nice. It's pretty fun. Uh, how did you decide on Mexico as a travel destination for those three months? Um, for the three months specifically, we were very excited to be able to travel and work remotely. And Mexico is uh, kind of, it combines the opportunity to live somewhere different, the opportunity to live in a different country and to experience a different culture. Um, but it's the flexibility and what kind of made it work nice for the three month trip is that it's in the same time zone. Um, it's a big international airport that's one or two connections away to easily get to. So if you have a need to be like an emergency or something, I need to urgently be back home, you can do that pretty quick. Um, and then it's really affordable. And that's what we, I mean, for Mexico City, uh, we went to first. It's the big, one of the biggest cities in the world. It's a capital city, but yet being in Mexico, it makes it still very affordable for our dollars to go a long way there. And so that was one thing that was nice is that, you know, we could combine the international travel aspect, the remote work aspect, and stay a long time on a budget, which is, that was really appealing. Nice. And as we said, we were there for three months, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Then uh, what was your highlight reel for the trip? Like what are your favorite experiences? Um, so I think if I was going to put like a top five kind of thing on it, um, first of all, really crazy, right? That you can live somewhere for three months. Yeah, it's that pretty was, insane. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, really kind of a dream trip to be able to do that. Um, but if I was going to put like my top five on that, I think number one would be um, to the great restaurants and great food everywhere we went. In Mexico City, just tons of where we stayed in Mexico City in that Polanco neighborhood. So Mexico City, for those listening, is divided up into like historical center. And then as you go out from the historical center, there's just different community neighborhoods that each are really defined um, by the, the where they're at in the city, the history of those neighborhoods, the local restaurants, the local vibe. Um, there's some that are really just like where we stayed in Polanco was very upscale and nice, uh, very clean, um, and had just tons of different, I mean, international like renowned cuisine, uh, like sushi and steakhouses. But also like right next door is a local taco stand with just amazing food for very little money. Um, and there's just tons of different stores, bodegas, grocery stores. Um, so I think the top thing for me was probably just experience a different food scene, whether it was a, a taco cart or a food cart or just an amazing sushi dinner sitting at the at where the chef doing omakase, I guess, as far as what they would do there. But um, so I think that's number one. Uh, the second thing would be, and we talked about the affordability. So being able to stay in like super cool Airbnbs for a real affordable price for a long, long time. Um, I think that was probably uh, a key for me that was lived up to the hype, so to speak. I mean, you know, the places we stayed, they weren't perfect. Um, they were the one first place had a ton of traffic. It was a busy street. Um, the second place had its issues with, you know, had a water treatment plant next door. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just the construction maybe wasn't the greatest, but it was a block from the beach. And so that second place had those redeeming qualities. The first place 
had a ton of traffic, but it was a couple of blocks walking from amazing restaurants and, and cool culture. So um, that was, I think that was top, uh, top two. And then three would be the, in Mexico city specifically, like the historical like sites to go visit. Um, we were able to go to Teotihuacan, which is the largest pyramid in North America, downtown and right in the middle of Mexico city, they have uncovered Mayan ruins that you can tour, which we did which is right across the street from a you know, historically large uh, chapel, like a church. Yeah. And then down the street from a historical center uh, square where they have, you know, the Christmas events and, you know, great restaurants and just tons of history everywhere you turn. And so I think the historical sites in Mexico city were a key. Um, and then also getting into Cabo, I guess, number four would be just the, the beach and being able to have, we were a block, as I said before, a block from the ocean. We were walking distance to downtown. And so um, that's probably number four for me would be the, the ability to just relax and go to the ocean. Um, and then number five and probably key for all of it was the weather was phenomenal. Um, you were able to go to Mexico city, which we didn't know this before. So for those of you listening, Mexico City is 7,000 feet. So it's one of the highest metropolitan areas elevation-wise in the world. Um, and it had, being that close to the equator with that kind of elevation, just the, the weather was phenomenal. Um, it was dry, warm um, climate. So in the winter, when we were there in December, January, the, we were there from December 12th uh, through basically February 1st, roughly. Yeah. In those six weeks, um, it was highs in the 70s, lows in the 50s, and very dry. I think we saw a couple days of rain the whole time we were there. And so the weather was, especially that time of year coming from the Midwest in the United States, the weather was unbeatable. Um, and then you go on to Cabo, which was similar weather, mid-70s during the day, and that was all January, part of February. Um, mid-70s during the day, around 50, 60 at night. And so it was cool and comfortable in the evenings and in the mornings like a hoodie kind of weather early and then as soon as that sun would come out the sun was surprisingly warm for a mid 70s kind of day and the weather was just beautiful and so i think for us being able to combine all of those things in the middle of winter to go and get away not break the bank experience awesome culture great food beautiful weather like that's that's the top, the top five for me. That sounds amazing. And my final question, <clears throat> would you do it again if you had the chance? hundred uh, percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we uh, already have plans this winter to go spend six weeks in the Yucatan. Um, so looking at still nailing down uh, where we're going to stay, but definitely Yucatan. And what we do is, you know, when we book these trips, we look at our airline miles first. We try to maximize what points we've saved up. And so we booked through airline miles. Uh, currently, um, what we're looking at is what we, well, what we try to do is we look at the miles we have first, and then we look at our local airports and where we can fly out of and two on what dates to maximize our points and what we have available. And so Yucatan worked well to fly into Cancun and then use that kind of Riviera Maya area. Um, that was very affordable. Um, the miles worked out well. And so, we're going to do that. So probably like Puerto Morelos, Tulum, somewhere in that area, south of Cancun. 
and um, you can also find great deals there, very affordable. And so that's our that's our next plan. And then beyond that, we'll just see what we can do. It's it's Mexico, like I said before, is very easy with the time zone because we can work remote and not be, um, you know, three, four, five hours off of our local time, which is awesome. And so I think that's what makes Mexico super easy. But yeah, so that's the next trip this winter. That sounds amazing. So thank you for having me. Thank you for having me on the show. And that sounds quite an amazing trip that we have planned. Yeah. So can't wait to have you back when that happens. So absolutely. Yeah. Glad to be on. Thank you. Thank you. Mexico was and still is one of my favorite places to travel in the world. I just can't stop and won't stop traveling there because every time I go, I always find something new and exciting to explore. My travels have taken me far and wide, coast to coast, and country to country. Next week's episode will be about my experience on the Camino de Santiago Trail in Spain. Thank you for listening. This is the Can't Stop, Won't Stop Traveling podcast with me as your host, Hayden McBroom.